Hi, welcome to my podcast, Talking Travel with Wendy. I travel the globe interviewing really cool people in small hospitality and tourism businesses. Join me each week as I discover and share something or someone new with you. You can find more at www.travelwithwendy.net. And remember, it's always an adventure when you travel with Wendy. Hey all, here's a few more good eats on St. Croix, U.S. Virgin Islands. This past month, we couldn't help ourselves from trying a few new spots in St. Croix and a few of my favorites. The last time I was on the island, I made a vlog and a podcast about where to eat on St. Croix, and I got quite a bit of feedback, which is always great. I love to hear from my community on what I should try next. So I knew on this visit this last month that I was going to try a few new places. Plus, because of COVID, I wanted to check in on a couple of places that we're doing well because unfortunately as I was traveling through Europe some of my favorites did not get to stay open and did not make it through the pandemic so I was really hoping that some of my favorites were still going strong and they were so today I'm going to share what we found out and some great eats that you have to try when you're there John and I stayed in Frederickstead, and this time we visited with my friends Chris and Ted at the Sandcastle on the Beach. If you missed that podcast from last week, go and check it out. We love staying with Chris and Ted. It's relaxing. It has the best beach and sunsets on the island. Plus, it's adults only. Major bonus. So leave the kids at home and go visit the guys at the resort. And that's the first one I'm going to begin with, is the Beachside Cafe at St. Castle on the Beach. This alfresco restaurant and menu is light and airy and has an array of island favorites that we're all used to at the beach. The outdoor seating and views right on the beach it just makes this a unique and different restaurant. The staff is friendly and professional and will happily share the daily specials. The bar has the talented Miss KT, who serves up a mean New Orleans-style spicy Bloody Mary that comes with a bacon-side garnish that's practically a meal. It's perfect for brunch and pairs well with pancakes or a breakfast bowl. But maybe you decide to join them for dinner. The menu has a bit of diversity there, too, with Creole shrimp or mahi or crispy Thai chili chicken. We loved the Parmesan-dusted Brussels sprouts as well. My big time favorite there is the pineapple glazed rum cake that's made locally and fresh and it is the epitome of island flavors that is true gooiness, deliciousness. <laughs> the second one I'm going to review is Savant. This restaurant caught my eye because it was recommended by a viewer from my YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed there, the links are in the description. I try to listen up and I'm always learning, especially on where to eat because this foodie will always take recommendations. Savant is located in Christiansted and has a bit of notoriety because of its unique and different setting as well as scrumptious food. It did not disappoint. Wow. Locals told us that the president, yes, the president of the United States, visited here during his time in January. I was interested in the menu and the ambiance. Parking is located in the back. Be sure not to drive past it. The entrance is just on the other side of the front entrance. However, if you park in back, you can enter in the back as well. This half jungly feeling, green covered foliage canopy and half castle ruins. There is definitely a super cool different vibe that you will get at Savant. We made reservations really easy just by giving them a call. Their reservations number is on their website. 
They are only open for dinner, so if you're visiting the island and not for long, I would recommend making your reservations post-haste. Savant is truly a romantic special evening experience. We enjoyed our dinner in the courtyard. Even though it was a bit warmer in August, I could imagine that it's quite lovely the rest of the year. Candlelit tables with artistic flair, it really brought out an elegant island feel for our evening. The menu is extraordinary and they have daily fish specials and work with local fishermen and farmers. We were recommended to try the local Wahoo if it was available and it was. It was delicious. They also offer a few curries, coconut rice, duck and lamb just to mention a few other items. The service was impeccable and professional and it's definitely a restaurant that is a keeper and a must visit. Good Eats number three is Ama at Cane Bay. Ama at Cane Bay has an incredible location and setting and having dinner here is such a special treat. Oceanfront seating that skirts along the cliffs as the waves come rushing in at sunset is definitely a breathtaking view and also very different and totally island. Ama is an environmentally responsible, sustainable seafood restaurant and their menu changes according to availability in the ocean and on land, trusting the island to let them know what's best in season and fresh. Ama is another restaurant where dinner reservations are required. You can make reservations through their website or if you have the Open Table app. It's very easy to make. The restaurant opens at 5 p.m. and is closed on Sundays and Mondays. Also, if you would like front row seating with the crashing waves, be sure to request this in your reservation. John and I were just thrilled to be on the upper level and stay dry. <laughs> The wine list was extensive and I was thrilled to see so many different selections. Some came from Germany and New Zealand and I tried the Kim Crawford Rosé from New Zealand and I'm really starting to love the wines from New Zealand for summer, especially the rosés, cool and crisp and dry. Yum. However, our server recommended that I try the California Martinelli Chardonnay, which is typically not for me. I'm just not a fan of California wines. It's... It's just my European experience, I guess. <laughs> I'm trying to grow. But the Chardonnay did pair very well with the crispy pan seared salmon. So EJ, thank you very much. It balanced everything out. Delicious. Next up is Chibone, which is located in Frederickstead and is within walking distance of Sandcastle on the Beats. This great seafood restaurant has a local chef and indoor-outdoor seating. I didn't get a great photo of the menu as it's a QR code menu, but you can find it on their Facebook page too. Chibone is C-I-B-O-N-E. It has simple design and decor with fresh lime trees in the courtyard, and the locals recommended this fresh restaurant that's new to the west end of St. Croix. The menu is simple but good and fresh, and it also has a farm-to-table concept. We had the snapper, crab cakes, and pan-seared scallops. Everything was tasty, and we were craving fish, so when we asked around, people said, you need to go to Chibone. We weren't able to make reservations, but we did call ahead. And we were greeted with hellos and smiles, and the service was professional and courteous as well. If you want an authentic island feel specific to St. Croix, I would recommend Chipone. Next up, Brew STX. This microbrewery slash cafe right in the harbor along the pier in Christiansted is a great place to people watch too. 
I missed this place on the last visit, so I'm super glad someone said, no, no, you need to stop. You need to stop. So on our visit, before we headed out for snorkeling, we arrived right at opening for lunch, which I would definitely recommend because it did get crowded. You can sit here and also watch the big boats come into dock. That's pretty cool. There is bar seating and high top table seating too. There's a fun beach music playing vibe there as well. Kind of like a Margaritaville. I'm thinking of Jimmy Buffett right now. It makes me so sad. I'm going to miss him. <laughs> we ordered the coconut shrimp and fish tacos, frozen lemonade, and an IPA. John had to try the brew house because it is a brew house. <laughs> Next up was Louis and Nachos. This is Good Eats number six, and John and I uh, really enjoyed our pop-in visit here. We were escaping the rain, and this is also located in Frederickstead, and we found ourselves just hopping in there to try to stay dry, but the beach bar is exactly what you think of when you head to the beach. Fun drinks menu and a simple menu of bar food, tacos, burgers, chicken wings. They even had vegan options. Tacos were also 6 and $7 each. And honestly, this was one of the cheapest entrees we've had on the island. They were flavorful and fun. I had a creamsicle crush and it was so yummy. And I had to actually describe what a creamsicle was to John. He was clueless. I could not believe we've been married this long. And I never bought my husband a creamsicle. I have totally failed. This concoction that was so delicious and yummy was like an orange alcoholic, orange Julius. <laughs> and for those who hung out at malls in the 80s, you know what I'm talking about. We each tried a few different tacos. I had a shrimp, chicken, and John had beef and chicken. They were loaded with cheese, which is my friend, so I love them. We hunkered down here till the rain passed, and we loved the upper deck or upstairs bar, and the bartenders were fun and fun-loving. They totally knew their way around the blender, too, and I was waiting to see if Tom Cruise or Brian Brown would show up at any moment, and I just waited there. Sadly, they never showed up. 1988. <laughs> so just to keep note, Louis and Nachos does close at 8 p.m. and we thought that was a little odd for a bar, but maybe it was just because of staffing. Who knows? Things are just still coming back. Okay, next up was a return to Polly's at the Pier. Polly's at the Pier is an absolute St. Croix favorite for me. Fresh breakfast options, cool drinks, feathery friends that are probably Polly's descendants, and also open air seating that reminds you of being on an island. It's right there in the heart of Frederickstead. You can't miss it. The food is great. The staff is too. What I really love are the breakfast sandwiches, the scrambles, and they have breakfast burritos, sparkly cocktails, and the chai tea is one of my favorites. Polly's is one of those restaurants that I really wanted to see if they were doing well after the pandemic. And it's right there. They get a lot of cruise traffic, I'm sure, when the cruises are in town, which is good. So thankfully, they were doing all good. Next up, we return to the Lorraine Chicken Shack. This is a local's favorite as well as tourists who come and visit. You can't visit St. Croix without visiting the Chicken Shack especially if you're with somebody who's a huge meat eater like my husband John. So it's definitely his top five when we visit the island. And one of the best things I love about Lorraine's is you can smell it before you even arrive. The smoke-filled barbecue wafts through the air throughout all the Lorraine area of St. Croix. So it's just yummy before you get there. And it's always, always busy. So don't get upset or excited if you have to wait. Good things come to those who wait. This is a very true statement. <laughs> 
On this visit, John and I were trying to be better in our portion control, and we ordered the half chicken with Johnny Cakes and coleslaw. So it was really, really delicious again. And parking is very easy there. It's a big parking lot. You can't miss it. The food is definitely fresh. So just sit and enjoy. The bar is open now, which it wasn't the last time we were there. So if you'd like to have a cocktail as well, you can. With our stay in Frederickstead and needing a lunch spot, we decided to revisit the Tap Deck. This bar and billiard top deck restaurant across from the pier is super fun and tasty. My friend Candy introduced me to this restaurant in 2021, so of course I had to introduce John to it on this trip. We enjoyed some fun bar food, burger sliders, and some wraps. You can check out those photos in the blog and vlog too. This pool table bar games restaurant is a great place to grab something that won't weigh you down. It's also a great place to people watch and our server Jeff said they've been actually quite busy too. So yay! Uh, Number 10, here we go. Last one, Dazzled. So to be fair, we didn't get a chance to eat at Dazzled STX, but it smelled so good and came really highly recommended. Dazzled STX in Christiansted is a music dance restaurant venue that's new to town. My friend Wendy from GoToStCroix.com recommended we visit for drinks and dancing. That team always has the best tips. John and I made our way here for a few drinks and to listen to the live band after we ate at Savant. It's right around the corner, so it was very easy to get to. The drinks were great, and so was the atmosphere. We were just too full. So definitely, on a revisit, we are stopping at Dazzled. The dining room was filled, and even the bar area had people enjoying appetizers and desserts and drinks. Dazzled also has dance classes, shows, and parties. Such a great addition to St. Croix. Be sure to check out the links below. A big thank you to today's sponsor, the team at GoToStCroix.com. You can find a list of 100 things to do on St. Croix from adventures to attractions, romance, food, and tours. You'll see what experiences await you on St. Croix. Begin at GoToStCroix.com backslash 100 and then schedule a travel consultation with me today to book that tour. So what's coming? I wanted to share a bit of good news, I think, for travelers is a new place, the Reef Cafe and Bar. I noticed that it was coming to the St. Croix Airport, and it's right after you go through security on your way out. And although I couldn't find out much about it or when it will be offered or when it will open, fingers crossed it'll be a great place to grab a bite to eat while you wait for your flight to arrive. In the meantime, at the airport, there are little kiosks that offer snacks, drinks, and local bites. There's plenty of seating for everyone in the waiting area, and the flights do leave a bit staggered, so it never feels too crowded in there. But a travel tip is still arrive a few hours before your flight, as getting through security takes time. Especially if you have to return or rent a car, most companies have a shuttle to the airport, and remember to tip a little in cash to the driver before you leave. So one last travel tip before I go is food on the island is going to be expensive, so don't be sticker shocked. We try to budget eating out as an excursion. So when you're visiting these islands in the Caribbean, it is considered to me an experience. So try to build that into your itinerary budget before you go. U.S. Virgin Islands do not have all-inclusives, so you definitely have to add that meal component to your budget. It won't knock your socks off if you do this before you go. 
So what do you think? This was a pretty good list, right? I included some that I missed and I included some that I absolutely love and had to uh, revisit and give an update on. If you are from the St. Croix area or if you know of some place that I missed again, I of course am going to be going back because as they call it, it's magic. If you keep coming back to St. Croix, the magic has hit you and it's definitely hit me. So this foodie was in paradise. We had an amazing time trying new places and checking in on some of my favorites. Thanks so much for following me and for listening today. I hope this podcast was helpful. If you like it, share it with someone. Let me know. I really appreciate your support. And if you'd like to get more information, sign up for my newsletter. I've put the links in the description there too. Those will give you up-to-date travel news and information. And remember, it's always an adventure when you travel with Wendy. Till next time. Ciao.